The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. In conversation with Shafiq Morden. Welcome back to In Conversation With, and yes, we are in conversation. APSA has parted ways with its CEO, Daniel Manelli, after only 16 months in the job. His departure is linked to, and I'm just going dot, 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 dot. He becomes the second black CEO to leave a major banking institution following the resignation of Africa Bank CEO, Basani Maluleki. We now chat to Don Valley Reputation Manager CEO Soli Moeng. Soli, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Shafiq, and good afternoon to your listeners. Thanks for the invite. All right, I've just put dot, 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 because there are just so many questions. Um, right. Was he forced out? Uh, was he the victim of what they call a corporate cliff? I, I don't know what that is. Um, right. Did he disagree with management? It's just question after question after question. Yeah, look, uh, this is South Africa of 2021, where uh, black is a new white. Okay, I didn't say that. <laughs> All right. So we we easily <laughs> become very suspicious whenever the person leaving a major corporation, a political party, is a black leader who might have, who obviously has the reputation, sorry, the qualifications and maybe even the experience. But I think uh, we should be careful not to always think it has to do with race. It's possible that it has to do with culture. It's also possible that it has to do with the way... uh, Look, he he was not able to be in agreement with the board about something. Maybe some... I don't know if it's one major decision or if it's a series of decisions. But the point is, the board... Is responsible for the for the for the for the uh, um, uh, for the work of the CEO. If the if the two cannot work together, it creates problems. So we we shouldn't jump into another black person didn't didn't succeed or has to, has had to leave. Therefore, something is wrong there. But the truth is that it does put uh, push the the bank onto the back foot. It certainly does. I mean, Absa's uh, shares uh, didn't do very well. Uh, yeah. After that announcement, um, right. I mean, I, I mean, of course, I mean, the banking industry right now is not in the happiest place it would like to be because people, for example, are struggling to repay them their mortgages, their credit right. cards. So, I mean, banking is um, certainly not the best business to be in right now. So, uh, I'm, I'm just speculating. Maybe it had something to do with a business model that nobody could agree on. Yeah, it could be anything any, along those lines. I think you know we, we get to get to we need to get to a point in South Africa where somebody leaves a company. Um, it, 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 it's not just about race. It could be it could have been a white person or any other person you know living in the bank. But uh, the things he if he if it really has to do if it really has to do with race, it's in his interest to tell the world because he must help whoever is coming after him if that person is also going to be black what to look out for. But if he goes away quietly because they would have given him some big check so that he doesn't tell the world what it really is about, we should get worried. But we should also look at, well, Wendy Lucas Bull is, look, is known to have always been on the right side of transformation, leadership, and stuff like that. She's an, I don't think that she would help uh, hide issues of racism if race were at the core of, of 
what happened there. Because she's white, a lot of people will say, yeah, she's white, therefore she's trying to help the, the bank hide the truth. We don't know what's going on. Until we know what's going on, the bank has to prove that it's nothing to do with race, nothing else, and that's the problem. Yeah, do you think that perhaps uh, we need to kind of slightly refocus and look at the banking industry full stop, yeah. which, as I previously said, isn't ha- going yeah. through happy times? No, well, I mean, look, the banking industry has not been very helpful even during COVID-19. I mean, those big packages or guarantees that, uh, that government provided, some of us have uh, applied for, I know a lot of people who have, who have applied for them. Actually, a banker I know said to me that 70% of the people who applied for those packages did not qualify. The, 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 the bar was set too high for anybody to qualify. The banks have all, some of them have been implicated in, in enabling stolen money through the state capturers, many of whom have been known, to run through their system. Usually it's only after the, 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 the spotlight starts shifting towards them that they start shining. Shutting, shutting up uh, bank accounts of implicated or suspected people. But generally, there's a lot of money that's been stolen that's gone through the banks. So the bank have a lot to benefit. Uh, and, and they have not really been very good, um, uh, what it's called, corporate citizens for this country that is so troubled by so many things. Yeah, it's true because I know one certain media mogul, I'm not going to mention his name, has had his ABSA and his standard bank accounts um, made inaccessible right. to a certain right. company that he runs. That's the best example right. I can think of uh, off the top of right. my head. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah and they, they did that. But, but usually, I mean, they did it to the Guptas too uh, some time ago when the, and the ANC tried to get them to reverse that decision. But point is, the banks, audit firms, institutions like those are at the forefront of seeing what's wrong and at the forefront of defending, protecting public interest before everybody else, but they don't because they, they make money out of those fees, of, they make fees out of those huge amounts that go through them, uh, irrespective of where those fees come from and how they were, they were obtained. So they, they, they do have a, an answer, they have many questions that we have to, to answer to. Indeed, I was kind of thinking aloud, um, maybe I'd like to be the ghostwriter for uh, Daniel Manelli's uh, book about his time at Absa. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be interesting. But, like, but again, you know, I, I, I'm, I've learned not to jump into, into the racial stuff because to many people it's too easy to take out the race card. I, this, is a, this, is a, this is a man who's to me seems very, int- very intelligent. He's, obviously, he wouldn't have been in that position if he were not in. But it could be that his management style, all this, this, whatever he wanted to introduce there, was not supported by the board. The fact of the matter is, when you all CEOs report to boards of directors, I mean, uh, if you're a CEO, your company has a board, you report to the board. If you can't get a, along with your board, if you can't agree on important things with your board, it means that maybe you're not the right person to be there. So let's hope that it has nothing to do with race, but it's something else about management style. I mean, we, we, it, it, it cannot be right that black people cannot be fired if, or cannot be separated with simply because they are black. If you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm simply saying we need to move away from thinking that he's being made to live because he's black. It could be more complicated than that. I think so too. Solima Eng, CEO, Don Valley Reputation Managers, thanks for chatting to us. Enjoy the rest of your drive. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice afternoon. Bye bye. In conversation with Traffic Morden.